0: welcome to the don't die podcast sponsored by aloe treatment centers they're out in malibu they're in silver lake it's a treatment center i started with some friends we want you to get the right treatment the right program for you and stop dying stop dying mike for
1: christ's oh, sake Bob, stop dying brother man
0: <laughs> oh I'm, I'm fully alive can you see the christmas tree in the back of my zoom there
1: well can you see i mine? put the christmas
0: tree behind me. the
1: little top the top of mine is showing the very little top
0: oh yeah yeah both christmas trees look <laughs> at us so then, we have a guest tonight i think about him probably every four days in my entire <laughs> life one way or another whether it's getting off on silver lake boulevard off the 101 freeway or driving p- past his mom and dad's house by tropical cafe or any time the great top jimmy's talked about i always think of guilty and hey, here he is on our fucking podcast, the legendary basis <laughs> of Top Two Me the Rhythm Pigs. Gil. Gil T. Wow,
2: hey, man, what an introduction. What's going on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's happening, brother? I was just uh, thinking, plus, my hair. son Albus got- lives with his mom. Remember, Gil, you'll love this. My my son, I got a divorce like seven years ago, and my son lives with his mom in Mount Washington. Guess where he lives? Around the corner from John and Exene's old house. Do you remember, in the middle of the night, high on drugs, you and I moved John out of that house with your truck or somebody's truck?
2: Yeah, probably it was uh, Kit Myra's truck, a yellow yeah. uh, Chevy truck. Yeah, yeah, probably his truck. Remember their little yeah. their little blue yeah. house in Mount Washington? Uh, the little place with all the ivy in front? Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Probably in the same fucking truck, too. You know, who lives in there? Remember that crazy chick who lived in Mount Washington, too? Uh, Rosemary Reyes? Yeah,
0: Rosemary.
2: She bought that pad, and Dirty Ed lives with her. Ed Fanel. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, you're kidding.
2: No, so <laughs> that pad's still uh, kind of in uh, circulation amongst us.
0: So... A lot of old sober punkers listen to this show, Gil, and they've probably seen you play a million times. I was just thinking when Mike said yesterday that you were going to be on the show, I was just like, he was standing there when some of the raddest shit I've ever seen happened at the cafe. You were just always standing there just guilty, (laughs) smiling.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a bad rap, man. I think I just, I just had gone back on Facebook and his first post was about this Holy uh, Gully reunion, right? And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. and they're talking about this stuff. I said, hey, man, the Rhythm Pigs went in there before it even was Holy Gully,
0: man. And, uh, Is that where you guys recorded the album? Where did you record the one top Jimmy and the Rhythm Pigs album? Where at?
2: Man, I recorded. It was a joint just, I think it was called Gold Studios or something. It's like a block west of uh, Highland on Santa Monica Boulevard. It was some joint. and Ray Manzarek went in there, and we did some tracks there, but then we ended up doing it at uh, that storefront. It was an old store down there on Melrose. Who's K KK and... Uh, the flesh tones place, man. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, oh, yeah the, right. oh,
0: on way down by LA City yeah, College, that's down, where the Rose, down, yeah. down
2: by Sosie's pad, down right, by, uh, right, Gaze the X's pad. Sosie says hello to you, mugs.
1: Uh, by the way, oh, awesome!
2: I, I talked to her today. Yeah, so, so,
1: speaking of Holy Gully, um, there was a strip joint across the street for a long time, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, that's probably all. Over and then comes
2: come till later, but yeah, what a what a thing that Holy Gully turned into, man. I, mean, I remember even Sam Kennison spent like a week then <laughs>
0: didn't come out. <laughs> Where was I'm trying to think? I know I was there. Where was Holy Gully on the backside of Silver Lake? Is that the
2: Holy Gully on Fletcher? Just uh, uh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. On Fle- on Fletcher on yeah, the backside of Silver Lake, yeah. yeah. Over just down from Astro. Fro-
0: Frogtown. Just down man, Frog Town. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, I yeah, we used to hear, so that's why I wrote a song called Look Into the West. And in the song it says, um, you know, there's just a bunch of bands that I can't stand, and it was because <laughs> and I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but yeah, there was three studios <laughs> there, right? We're rehearsing in one. And all you can hear is this loud noise from the metal band. And then there was this other, like these hipster guys uh-huh. that, in this other band. And so and so it was, I swear to God, the two bands that were rehearsing that I'm saying there's a bunch of bands that I can't stand were Megadeth <laughs> with Dave <laughs> Mustaine. And the long riders. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> and Man. now, I, now I like the long riders. I, I hate to say it now, but you got to understand. this nineteen eighty six or eighty seven. I'm like, God, I, I can't. Know. Like, you know, you know, where's Top Jimmy and the Rhythm Pigs when you need them? When
2: you guys uh, were, did you guys uh, old enough to remember a fucked up studio, right? on selma just coming off of uh highland away highland from, uh, highland, highland the
0: fortress oh, fortress
2: oh my god the place they had sure uh vocal master pas man the little gray <laughs> yeah and they'd shock
0: yeah. they'd shock you you'd get shocked. all
2: kinds of nasty stuff was going on in there and that well was, yeah it that bald dude, the fly, was in there, man. That was Jimmy's one of Jimmy's pals. Remember, well, it, was,
1: it was called the Forges, I think, because it kind of looked like one. Because remember, the office was up in a big tower, and Upstairs, then there were all yeah, yeah. these places were like like little yeah. offices.
0: You had your. So old that, I got great stories. I got great stories about and that there place. That
2: woman, uh, that woman helped run it. What the hell was her name?
0: Irake managed it? it for a while, Who? and he was dealing earache earthquake oh, yeah, yeah, quake, yeah, yeah. Right? and he managed it for a while and he used to deal speed out of there me and anthony and flea and Pete used to buy speed from him and then we'd go downstairs in that room right below and just jam all day long like yeah yeah man just I the mean, worst the worst fucking music in the world
2: <laughs> i can't think of her name oh shot or something like that there was a woman that was always around she one time we were up in that office, the rhythm pitch, we were getting ready to go down to the belly up. We were, oh boy, big gig for the rhythm pitch. We we're pulling the belly up. And uh, she had this <laughs> bottle of uh, LSD, right? So, uh, liquid. <laughs> so, uh, oh no, oh, and she put a bunch of shit on, on, this, on a couple of uh, sugar cubes and shit. Oh so we go God. down there, how the fuck are we going to split this up? And just dumped them in a. a water a jug a jug of water man i shook it all up everybody <laughs> chugged down past <passed> the rest <laughs> of was gone we started playing man a couple of songs in i look over at dig and he's just like looking out into nothing man and we're in the song <laughs> man. and I, I i go up to his ear i, I just look in his face you know the songs jamming out and i go dig. He looks, what are you doing goes, i don't know
0: <laughs> oh
2: God. Yeah, uh, uh, fun, fun stuff out of that studio. Which, that's what happened. Out so that, another, uh, another legendary joints.
0: thing. I, you know, I talk about Jimmy a lot in my life. More, more so now. More so now than ever. Like, just Jimmy was. Can't even. They don't even make people like that anymore. They don't make people like James <laughs> Concheck anymore. So, so. Uh, uh, I swear to God, two nights ago, my wife, who wasn't really a part of the scene, um, says to me, do you know a guy named El Duce? I was like, by chance I do. (laughs) <laughs> well, and she we, goes, before you we came she on She goes, because she knows that I'm friends with Top Jimmy So she said, I saw this guy El Duce in this movie And he says that he killed Kurt Cobain oh, <laughs> man. I go, El Duce I didn't kill Kurt, tell, Kurt Cobain I
2: was just about to tell Mike When you uh, called in About uh, Dobbs Telling me he had just seen El Duce Out in front of the Playboy Liquor uh, Yucca Wilcox Duce was out there saying, Hey, give me a dollar give me some money. I'm Tom Jimmy, remember me <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pass so, off as Tom Jimmy, man. Yeah. Well Bob, me and Bob got a great El Duce story. We had played the uh, uh down at UCLA and we were coming back from a gig down there and we were coming through Bel Air. In Bob's he truck, and, he uh, was walking, and I'm in the front, and and the passenger and Bob's driving, and I go, hey Bob, that's El duche man, and there's El duche He was walking he's on stomping- Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> he's stomping every, he's stomping his foot every, you know, chance he get to put a big hole in their lawn. You know what I mean? Just like chomp, and we picked him up, and we go, what are you doing down? Here? And he goes, oh man, I'm looking for a bank you guys know where <laughs> you know where a bank is man i can't find a bank i need to get some money so i can drink and i'm like what the fuck you doing oh, down man. here man you know, we uh, gave a ride uh, right was, in the
0: oh, in the fancy yeah, was, part of beverly hills
2: yeah
1: yeah, well, yeah it was crazy about
2: him was, you never knew what the fuck he was gonna say but he was gonna say it quick and it was gonna sting i think uh, look, my favorite one is remember that will cox said over oh, i mean uh a, a zero one that opened, not at the original Kawanga Co- one. It was on upstairs on uh, Wilcox. Yeah, on uh, Wilcox Hollywood. and Hollywood
0: Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: you go in through the side there. Well, it was just opening up. I went up there. It was early. Just a few people in there. Duce was one of them. Some chick walks up, you know, and uh, she's looking, all right, man. I go, oh, no. She's walking towards Duce. She goes, hi, what do you you <laughs> too. who's how's it going? He goes, up the poop chute, baby. Right? No, <laughs> no, no hesitation. No, no filter.
0: Know? Yeah, I, I just, The man did not have a filter, that's for sure.
2: You know, I just said, oh, she, she asked for it. I, I saw it coming, you know, but what, what
1: the hell. <laughs>
0: but it's, it's, it's so, but the, my wife knew, because my wife's pretty straight, and she knew that I knew this character named Top Jimmy. So when she saw O.J. in the movie, she said, I'll bet you Bob knows
1: that guy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking before he came on, Bob, and we were saying, like, if they had cell phones and everybody had cameras and shit back in our day, we'd be in so much fucking trouble. Posting pictures of what the fuck we saw. Oh, oh no. I know.
0: Christ. Well, did you did you watch no, the Belushi? The, did you watch the John Belushi documentary, Gil?
2: No, no, I didn't.
0: It just came out like two weeks ago. I watched most of it. it just made me so sad. It was so was sad well, he, because
2: he died like on Wednesday. I saw him and Durf at the cafe seeing us on Monday night, the blue Monday. They I know. There. And like two days later, he, I think two days, he was gone.
0: Uh, yeah, and that's this, this like, this world that I got spun into out of out of fucking Palm Springs. I ended up in L.A. Like watching you guys in nineteen. I think it was nineteen. When did, were you really playing every Monday night at Cafe 81 Eighty One or
2: 80, 81, 82, all through there, man. Uh, I remember
0: yeah. so, so. Just I mean, and every that you know, was every the thing.
2: Buddy came S- down there. You know, uh, seeing uh, you
0: guys, seeing you guys was the thing I had been looking for my whole life. Like this is the <laughs> real fucking Jack Kerouac shit right here.
1: Now, did this you guys? Did you guys ever go over to the 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 strip theater that El duche was the DJ for? Ivar. Ivar, yeah, the Ivar. Theater. Ivar Did you, theater. you ever go up in there with him and, and No, I didn't would... go up in the
2: thing. No, no. no. Oh my god, n- man. I, I missed that man. But yeah, the Ivar was there forever, man. Since I was a little kid, that was he it was entered, there when yeah, Wallace was, Music uh, City was across the street. I bought tickets for yeah. Jimi Hendrix in '68 at Wallace Music City. It was awesome, man. You could uh, hear records in the booths in there. Yeah, listen concert to records in there. tickets by. Uh, instruments my cousin bought a gibson 335 and a Ampeg gemini 2 i still have the gemini 2 right here i'm looking at it
1: oh is that the and, flip uh, is that the flip top
2: no that's a that's a b15 i had one of them fuckers uh speaker blue i needed some dough. put it in the punch i was nobody's gonna buy this thing i walked in the pawn shop. so he was trying it and it sounded like shit because the speakers are blown they're fucking awesome amps right and uh and that's they bought it. Oh man. Now it's like I, I, I don't know, I must buy it for two hundred bucks back don't, then. Don't don't uh, tell me, man, and, it was Elliot it was like,
1: Salters. <laughs> yeah, Elliot Salters, right?
2: Oh no, no, no. I bought it from uh a a bass player that would play in the Billy Zoom band, Patrick uh
1: what the fuck is that saying? No, the pawn uh, Woodward? Patrick uh, Woodward? Patrick
2: Woodward, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, the Poncha uh, the Poncha.
2: Yeah, the Paul shop was Elliot Salter. Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: That's a, <laughs> right.
2: But no, no. I bought here. I got an equal one. I bought my bass. The bass you guys saw. That's the same bass I've always had. I got a fucking Grammy fucking shit credit here on the wall, with that same bass. Anyway, uh, nice. I bought that at Vinton Music. Did you guys ever know that joint? Where, is that, is, where is that at? It was a house on uh, Larchmont Boulevard in that little. Oh city yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Exene used to live over there. I know. Now where that it's is. all
2: now it's all Larchmont Village, whatever. Hey, Gil, some,
0: Gil, yeah. guess what? I realized something that, like, you know, that we were like the dumb little kids, like we were the generation after you, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We thought we thought it'd be cool if Thelonious monster had the same manager as X. So that was this guy Skip Page, who's now been a lifelong friend of mine. So Skip knows how much we idolize X, and he goes, "Hey, you know, X wants to sell their their the their, their their he called the it drug. a motorhome. He said X what wants to sell nightmare. a motorhome, right? <laughs> and I was like, really, really." Oh my God! Uh, and I yeah. remember th- they sold it to us for an extraordinary plot price. <laughs> like, man, I, I, went, saw, and, I saw. I B- saw. And Billy then when Zoom I looked inside it, it yeah, Billy Zoom built it. It was not a motorhome. It was not, an anywhere near. No, motorhome, it was a it, right? it's
1: a stepside delivery van, it like a fat like ass <laughs> fed- <laughs> van. No, it was a bread truck. Yeah, it was, it was a fucking converted yeah. bread truck. They used to deliver bread in the thing. Same and thing I got so step.
0: excited. We went and picked it up in Larchmont at Skip Page's house, I think. And it was just oh, like, and, you know. It was a
2: fucking horrible like, design because that thing. What? you So know, they had all the passengers in the front part and all the weight on the back behind the wheels. That's no good, man. You just drive all the crazy. That's yeah. the same fucker you eat.
0: We toured the United States in that f- f- five years. Every city in America, f- five times, and the top speed of it was sixty-seven miles an hour.
1: <laughs> a lot and of now, gas, I'll bet. A Lot of gas. <laughs> and there was a special spot in the van where Billy Zoom sat. Uh, he was only his spot. It was a little. There was a little table. It was on the right side. He had a little yeah. table there, and you
0: know, and that became Rob Graves' side.
1: So, uh, yeah,
2: man, do you remember coming to my pad on Coronado? One day you pulled up and you yelled up to my apartment. Nothing weird about that. <clears throat> and you go, Hey, what's up, man? Let's go to lunch. And I said, I can't, I'm getting married. And I go, You wanna be best man? You wanna be best man <laughs> yes, and you I were? And we went fucking yeah. downtown in my, in I my know, sport I remember. Then we went to go eat uh, at a place that ain't no more in Boyle Heights. <clears throat>
0: But, right, yeah. I remember that at a house. It was like at a house. What?
2: Yeah. The, the place we ate?
0: The restaurant. The restaurant was like almost uh, like a house in
1: Boyle Heights, top right? Sec- it was top, that- secret, yeah. top
2: secret, man. Top secret, John.
1: Bob, so, you'd completely forgotten that you were his best man, huh? No, I,
0: I, I remember. I didn't know if Gil wanted. I didn't know if Gil wanted to bring it up <laughs>
2: when I was living on uh, Las Palmas, and uh, you and Keith and uh, and uh, Flea or whatever, man, maybe sometimes Anthony in that apartment man.
0: Yeah, me and Anthony lived there. Tomato, de, tomato de plenty lived there too.
2: I'd walk on that side street. and I'd see Keith's uh, uh, Converse hanging out the window because they reek so bad. Man, I couldn't <laughs> be allowed inside.
0: So what? Isn't it? So I try to tell you know people people that are interested in that era. To me, just talking about it amongst the three of us, it's like the greatest era in the world. And I try to tell people I travel a lot. I talk about mostly drug and alcohol stuff, but people ask me about music, and I I get this thing where from nineteen seventy nine, I would say, like the original bands. Let's face it, Gil, the original bands weren't that good. Come on, so wasn't yeah. so wasn't like the it wasn't like the germs were like lighting the world on fire. They could barely play. So yeah. so so, but from seventy nine eighty comes you guys, X, um, uh, Dream Syndicate. Uh, uh, like all these low slow boats, the blaster, Black Randy, the, the Blaster Squad, Black Black Randy was like go,
2: before. Just before I got in the pigs, man, I was going like to Bases Hall. Remember that joint on uh, Oh Vermont? yeah, so oh yeah,
1: Bases Hall. Fucking
2: wild shit in there. I saw a show in there with the the nuns and the plugs were fucking awesome
0: man people and, uh, forget how great the plugs are they've got they got lost there was two charlie versions that
2: was the baddest fucking drummer Char- charlie quintana was like one of the first real fucking drummers in the shit you know because that's right back then everybody says uh oh uh, you play this and i'll play that hey <laughs> yeah but he was a real <laughs> fucking drummer man yeah
0: But there was two incarnations of it. There was two incarnations of it. There was original plugs out, Barry, Tito, and Charlie, that made the first album Electrify Me. Then they became like a big band where they had like uh, Steve Steve, what's his name? Um, was uh, a guitar player that too. Tra- that
1: was Tarantula. Tito no. Tarantula. Wasn't. No, no,
0: no. It was still called The Plugs. Or and they made Grusana. an album called Better Luck. And that song oh, yeah. is so good. Better Luck, Better Times, Better Days. It was like yeah. it, and so everybody I did like, the
2: Electrify album. I, you know, that's, that, yeah, that's the Electrify shit, album,
0: but but they were great for so long. So the plugs, the plugs, and then it gets to like eighty three and it's the chili peppers and then and then it just takes off with the Jane's addiction and whatever. But it but when you're talking about from nineteen seventy nine to like nineteen ninety till grunge hits in like nineteen ninety two, Los Angeles had like forty of the greatest bands in the world playing every night at some club or another like it was the most amazing time i don't
2: lucky i was because you know i gotta say i'm pretty honored because when dobbs was driving for hollywood cab that silver cab and i lived on las palmas there he comes over hey bubba i got this club he's all excited he's got Rajis. i get to go see the motherfucker the first time in there man i walk in there open it up it's like what the fuck is this joint man and then i gotta be sound man there so all those bands went in there jason dixon and all that shit but uh but uh, you know I, I wasn't impressed what what the fuck well, i remember one time guns and roses went in there and uh, they're gonna bring in a bunch of lights and shit you know uh-huh. and i go oh, no, yeah. no, no 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 now no, were no, you no, no, were
1: you in charge I, of doing not, doing the recordings and stuff I did the sound,
2: man. I did oh, was at the soundboard there, man. I set up the what, three mics or five mics that we had, they all smelled like ass.
1: But didn't uh, Dobbs didn't Dobbs record a whole bunch of bands in that like Yeah, but just studio? over Yeah,
2: but that, that was uh, tons later or something, but that was but, later. But, uh, yeah, that was much later, but this time, you know, they come in and they're gonna bring on all these lights and all this shit. Guns gonna roses. I guess they were doing their coconut teaser fucking thing or whatever. They're gonna come in and rise these and I go, whoa, 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 where, where's that shit? And go, you can't bring that in here. What? And I go, no, here, here, here's the light. Here's yeah. the lights. And I take them over to the, the fader in the little hallway. Yeah, there's faders there. on the <laughs> wall that's <with> three lights. <laughs> and I go, I, go, I go, look, I point at the, the balls that are hanging on the <laughs> ceiling. And I go, and I fade it. And I go, this is it. That's, a, that's our lights, you know? That's our lights. And, light. they're, they're, because, and here's the thing I know. I know yeah, wait you a want Hold to know that. I'm thing? telling this story now. Wait a minute. I'm telling this story. So, so okay. So they're all like, well, we're going to fucking leave. So I go, huh? hey, Bubba. You know, up to Dobbs. He's up on the upper deck by the bar. Yeah. I go, these guys don't dig the lights. They want to split. They go, close it up, Bubba. We're going to the pantry. <laughs> so they <laughs> said, fucking, oh, well. So they, they, they do it. You know, they, they do the show. They cooperate. So, okay. So here's here comes the kind of show, and uh, one of the first closest guests up by the pole right in front of the stage, right in front of Axl Rose. It's Bob Forrest and Sabrina. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, I know where this is going. I know where this is going. And I, know oh, no, going.
2: And I was, uh, taunting uh, Axl Rose, and he ain't digging it. And, uh, and so he starts swinging the mics, in, and I go, oh, fuck no, that shit ain't happening. So I went out and grabbed each of you by the throat <laughs> and, and put up, put you down, and then uh, and uh, stopped that shit right away. And I have felt all these guys around
1: me, you know, the the,
2: the uh, Guns N' Roses guys or whatever. They go what, you know, what? There's an alley right out here. Let's go. You want to go? Like, Let's go. <laughs>
0: He's, he's well, was playing. you he's, know what was happening. You don't. You're not telling yeah, what caused him. Happening. What caused him to to hit? He hit Sabrina in the head with the mic stand. No, and I'm what because she was man. spinning was beer it. on him. <laughs> That's ah. what the truth. She. Uh, she. She. not she that not I
2: was, was behind that. It was him facing out. You guys facing him,
1: the pole, and then me back in the sound. <laughs> yeah. and so Bob, so, did you jump on Axel Rose?
0: Yeah, we were gonna we were just really mostly wrestling around and Gil rescued me and stopped it all. But mm-hmm. Axel got there some good hits in Axel got some good hits in on me. And I knew That's- Jimmy was in the kitchen too. I knew I had backup. I knew I just had to hang on for like 90 seconds
2: yeah, <laughs> until, I got, until I got off the chair and got there. That's all it took.
0: Man. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, the Rajis, like the bands I saw there, it's incredible. I saw Nirvana there, Guns N' Roses, Chili Peppers, Jane's Addiction. I mean
2: You know that that story that story got ex- that story got extended, man. Uh, Off was playing here a few years ago, and I was waiting around, and all these kids, and I was good with the, just like a, a fucking cafe or something. I go, okay, this is all right. And I go, I'll just wait for Keith to show up. And these uh, young dudes are coming in. They're probably saying, who's this fucking fossil in the corner? And they're drugging <laughs> out, man. I go, man, if I ever wanted to cop anything, now I know who's these kids got the shit, man. But uh, so they're waiting around, and, uh, and Keith pops in off the stage door as a little fucking hole. And he goes guilty. He goes, "Hey, uh, this is guilty." He goes, "You, you want to hear how guilty kick Guns N' Roses ass?" And they, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going like, "How did that fucking evolve?" You know, all I remember is I like, throw him put him down on the floor, and they should stop. Up? You know.
0: all the stories involved but some of them are are true
2: get embellished over the years
0: well here's the thing i always remember and and it happened with two people top jimmy like when i first started hanging out at the cafe and waiting for him out in front and see if he needed a ride or whatever he he always said called me mr jones right (laughs) what's up mr jones And I never asked him why he called me Mr. Jones. Then one time, it was years later, and he still called me Mr. Jones sometimes. Sometimes he referred to me as Bob, but most times he would say Mr. Jones. I finally confront him, like when Thelonious is doing good and, you know, like, why do you call me Mr. Jones? Why do you do that? And he waited, Gil, he waited five years to say it. He goes, because you know something's happening, but you don't know what don't it know is. don't know what it is, do
2: you, <laughs>
0: Mr. Jones? He, he waited five years for the punchline.
2: <laughs> you waited five years for the
1: punchline. Oh, my God. I do you is, used
2: to have your office, you could go uh, make an appointment and go see uh, Bob Forrest at his uh, office at the uh, Sizzler on Highland. <laughs> start, at the, start at the noon uh brunch salad bar stay there read the paper till the dinner shit came on
0: yeah yeah you just yeah you just that was the spot
2: Walking every, how everybody used to cruise through the hughes market late at night and just eat while you're walking through the aisles remember yeah. that place the hughes yeah well Franklin is that, and, that the one uh, on Island?
1: la brea and front and fountain no. No, Franklin
2: and Highland. It was there, and they got torn down. It was a twenty-four hour joint. It was like when I lived on Las Palmas, you know.
0: Right. Anyway. Oh yeah, that's where me and Mike got arrested in the parking lot. There. Well, all
2: right then. <laughs> yeah, you know. There you go. I know that market.
0: Man. It's now like a fa- now it's a sushi it's a sushi restaurant and a fancy wine bar place and they had us
1: spread it. out on the on the conk on the asphalt with our hands straight out with guns drawn on us and everything. right free, on our heads for eating food or what. No, we were uh,
0: uh, driving a motor vehicle that was trying uh, to get away it, from them. Trying to get away from the police. <laughs> it, was a hot, it was a
1: hot pursuit, is what it wow. was. Wow, so. cool! Yeah, nice.
0: the pursuit. The pursuit went from like by Musso and Frank's to there. It was a real. It was a real short pursuit. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and
1: and rock, vo- and rock Vodka was driving. I think. All yeah, right. yeah.
0: So that. So here is the thing. Don't you think you know? In the end, you played shows with Jimmy, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. What do you mean, the
0: end? At, at, when he was sit, when he was, when he was wearing the overalls and sitting in the chair, right? So when I go to try to show how great. Pop Jimmy and the Rhythm Pigs were. The only real videos are those later shows like at Hoot Nanny or at some barn Long Beach. Isn't there great videos of you guys at the Cafe? And can't we get them on YouTube? Can't you we find had, it-
2: You know who had awesome fucking videos, a series of uh great rhythm pigs videos. We'd go up to his house and watch them way back was ed fantle dirty ed he he, he documented that shit when he lived up in laurel canyon and uh he had those tapes and through whatever finagling and things that would happen with all of us and uh those tapes went to mary bess mary oh, bess, yeah, yeah, right? yeah 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 right. Yeah. So and, the, and know, so, why doesn't
0: a, she? I wish I wish you could get a hold of her. I don't I know where
2: she, she is, who she is. If she, she's, alive, she's on Facebook,
0: gone. she's on Facebook. Everyone's on Facebook.
2: <clears throat> well, but, go to it, man, and let me know, man, because that shit is. But she's got some awesome fucking. Sh- oh man, I and one in particular. Okay, so you know the lingerie stage. So against but, the wall, against the wall, you know the little steps where you walk up to stay on the stage are closer yeah. to the front door. So on the opposite end of the stage, stage right, as uh, you know, uh, yeah, he, show he, 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 he set up his camera there, and so you're looking, and it was a big show, and Jimmy had got some uh, strippers, either Pope lined them up or whatever, but uh, they were like three of them dancing on the side and that was great and Jimmy's doing his little dance he's all jacked up and we're playing some song (laughs) and Jimmy's walking backwards doing his little he clenched his hands close together he's got a drink like the dude from fucking Trailer Park Boys he's holding the drink constantly and he's stepping backwards and he steps off into that stairway man he just disappears (laughs) he just disappears from the screen it's like he went in an elevator shoot (laughs) And then the song is still going, the video's going, and the song's going. The chicks are singing and shit. And then you see a hand come over the top of you know the wrist, <laughs> and it slaps on. And then he pulls himself up and crawls back onto the stage. Oh man! Oh man! Who the fuck? One of the chicks was a dude, man. I forget. It was a uh-huh. joke. And Jimmy grabbed his leg or something. They got freaked out or so. I don't know some weird shit, but yeah. Those videos are great. She got them, man. We gotta
0: find, we gotta find them and get them up because it That's was the, last the most magical. It was the most magical band,
1: and what what it was. People don't know how dirty Dirty Ed's house was. Oh fuck! Man, that was the probably candy. the you're, most you're disgusting. Talking about Laurel candy, yeah, right? exactly. The dog yeah, yeah, pooped yeah. in the house and the, trash the dog, trash. What and, was that
2: dog? That- Oh man, I, I can't remember, know, it, man, but yeah. Oh yeah, Boulevard. I'm gonna, and, I'm gonna take To you, tell you,
1: we didn't have high standards either. <laughs> nah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna know, take, we're fucking take you. sat in but,
2: there and watched it. You know, <laughs> sitting in there.
0: Oh man. <laughs> well, he it was on Hollywood Boulevard, right? No, it was on Laurel <laughs> Canyon.
2: Up, uh, Laurel Canyon, way up Lookout Mountain.
1: Oh, okay. It was filthy. At the,
2: that's probably millions of dollars. Question. Know,
0: sure. So what? guilty. You were in New York City. I don't know why. Oh, I don't know how. At your
1: show, man, and I fuck. was
0: playing a show, Mike. I don't think you were in the band, or maybe you were in the band. But I'm not. Sure. I'm sitting there and I'm singing. I sing with my eyes closed, trying to imitate Top Jimmy all the time. And all of a sudden, I feel myself on fire. <laughs> And KT lit my pants on fire right on stage. <laughs>
1: oh, man, what an asshole. That was always such a great
2: <laughs> gag, man. I remember I remember the joint, man. You guys were miles high, and there was a glass. Uh, you were yeah. Guys, the little windows all around. It was badass, man. I was impressed. Yeah, it was fun. And yeah. you introduced me to that cat, uh, man. Cool dude, man. He had his own place over there. Uh, Slidell. Slidell. John Slidell. John, Sidell. 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 Yeah, John, John Sidell. Sidell. That's when you introduced me to him, man. He had a joint. We, You and me, you took me over to his place there. But,
1: yeah, uh, in the uh, Lower East Side. That was a great
0: place. Yeah. And that was a, what, what, what were you doing in New York? Do you remember?
2: What happened? It was, again, Mary Bess had some, I think it was the same time. <laughs> Uh, i was there i know i saw x over at the beacon and uh and the blasters were at uh oh man what's the name of that joint it's a two-level place nice old joint with a mezzanine around the top that was a badass show man i met joey ramone there i met uh, paul schaefer he goes i i uh, heard of you guys you know Tom jimmy i go yeah right man and it wasn't long after I was laying in bed, and the TV was on, and uh, like he, he, he asked uh, Paul Shaver, when are you guys going to name that fucking band? He goes, oh, I don't know. He goes, doesn't matter. The best name's been taken. Top Jimmy and the Rhythm Pigs. I fell out of the fucking <laughs> band. I fell, out, I fell out of the bed, and I go, what the fuck? You know, it's just weird shit. What top, top Jimmy used to say, we're the most famous band that never did anything or just <laughs>
1: like <literally. laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom jimmy used to then, have the coolest like theories on things man he used he would tell like if you were looking for a name i remember i was looking for a name for a band or something like that and he was uh you just gotta name it like the super golden hits of the all time or something. You gotta make that name big. <laughs> you, know I mean? big. you gotta be making it real. Well, big. he
0: gave me the greatest advice I ever got. I was strung out. I was going on my first big tour. Him and Hollywood Fats are at my house. We've been smoking Coke all night. I gotta go ten in the morning and and I you know, and then Jimmy had conned me. I'd saved up like maybe four grams of heroin to try to make it not being dope sick in the beginning. And Jimmy conned me out of it. Cause we were smoking Coke and then doing so by the, by, by the time I'm leaving, I've got like one and a half grams left. And Jimmy, I go, dude, what am I going to do? I'm going to be sick. I'm not going to be able to play. And he goes, you'll be able to play. And I said, I said, but I don't even know how to get dope until you get to like Chicago. And he goes, just get up in the morning Look in the phone book, find the methadone clinic, and take a cab there. You'll find dope. <laughs> that was the greatest advice I ever got. That's how I stayed on tour all through the 80s. Just go to the methadone clinic in the morning. And it's not to get methadone, everybody at home, it's to find people who know where heroin is. <laughs>
2: I remember when Junior was living in that little court thing in, in Hollywood. Do you remember? It was like white court apartments. It was kind of nice. They lived down in the middle and the bottom. Uh, and uh, me and Fats and him were waiting for Mary Beth to come for a little delivery. Right. We we're like drooling. Right. <laughs> and, uh, She comes with this little tiny thing and we would be looking like, what the fuck are we supposed to do with this, man? (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, that was the same joint I had to stick, uh, or I had to get in there. Jimmy had punched his hand through (laughs) the thing to get, in and we were supposed to be filming a really good video. Actually, that's a good video, the New Wave Theater video. At Top Junior Yeah, at yeah, I,
0: I, I, that's on. That's on the internet. You yeah, can see that yeah, New the yeah, Wave yeah, Theater. Yeah, you can see that shit. And you do pigfoot uh, shuffle. If you on look, his, his wrist is all
2: ri- wrapped up in a cloth because I had wrapped it up because he was all fucked up. He wasn't at the fucking Florentine Gardens. We were gonna start taping. I go fuck. I go get him. I went to that pad. I went down there and the glass was broken. I went what the fuck. I opened it up and he's in there, passed out on the floor, bloody and shit. And I go, man, I wrapped. I got a cloth and I wrapped up his wrist. I go, let's go load him
1: up. Uh-huh.
2: And uh, we <laughs> off we went. in my van, and we did that song. Mm-hmm. And you see at the end, he fell on his ass. But uh, right. yeah. Well, so how, yeah. how did
1: how did Jimmy break his leg? Because he had a, he had a cast on his leg for about a year almost, man. No, I got in a motorcycle. No, ride. Gil got in my a motorcycle
0: accident. That's why I said Silver Lake Boulevard. You were in the off ramp of Silver Lake Boulevard, right? And the car didn't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, so then, then I, that was. I remember wheeling up from my
2: mom's pad there on Vendome, wheeled across. The yeah. To go, to go to the On Club. That was a bitch, man. Crossing yeah, no light or nothing. Fuck.
0: you know what's what's weird that was when it started breaking apart so you guys are my idols and all of a sudden you almost get your leg amputated tap jimmy gets his nose cut off and keith morris breaks his back all within months of each other and i'm like holy shit is because anything that happened to you guys was gonna happen to me in like two years and i was like i don't want this to happen to me (laughs)
2: yeah yeah that was rough yeah that's crazy I I feel like the cat with the nine lives, man. I've had a lot of near-death experiences. (laughs) Yeah, I brought Jimmy here later with my dad after my mom died. He was all tripped out, man. He was all bummed, And uh, Jimmy was over there. I brought them both over here. And uh, Jimmy got him hooked up with this cat here, Evan Johns. Holy fuck. Two two peas in a pod, man. And uh, they were doing a weekly gig. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I had to split to Europe. I had this other gig, man. I left my stepson in charge, um, and <laughs> it wasn't pretty. That, that's
0: uh, not that's not going to go well. That's not going to yeah, go. Yeah, well.
2: he ended up. Evan Johns would go over there in the last days with Jimmy. He'd be over there in Vegas with him, and they
1: were yeah. Well, Bob, around. Bob Bob left his house to top Jimmy when when I I'm left my house
0: time. to top Jimmy, and I almost went to prison for life. It was a, <laughs> the craziest thing. So, yeah. you know, Mike kind of knows the story, but so, so I was. That was that. It was the thing when he told. my well, no, it was later than that. So, he um, he goes, you know, I'll watch you. He didn't. You know, he never asked for anything, Top Jimmy. He just told you what was going to happen. I'm gonna. I'll house suit your house while you're gone. And I was like, I don't think that's, yeah, okay, you should get your own house to me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you're, you're a professional so, uh, cashier for sure. Man. He
0: just told me I'm going to house at your house while you're gone. And I was like, but I don't want you to. <laughs> like, so then, so then he, I, we went out for six weeks to come back the he there's an electrical cord running from my house to the neighbor's house and i and i go walking inside i go what's going on he goes electricity got shut off what the fuck and he he just ran the electrical cord to the neighbor's house
1: (laughs) he blamed it on you
0: and like it was a little tiny place i was like you don't have 40 to pay a fucking electric bill i'd be like what and so and he was mad at me for not paying the electric bill. <laughs> of course. I'm like, yeah, what's wrong
2: with you, man?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then I leave again for another six weeks. I come back and apparently some uh, girl that, that, Uh, called my phone my phone number my home phone was it was like public record on k-rock so kids would call and say fuck you depeche mode because i was (laughs) at war with depeche mode i was like insulting them and whatever and some somebody gave out my phone number on k-rock to call if you you know because depeche mode was so big and then we were so small and so people would just call 24 hours a day is this bob yes fuck you, Depeche Mode rules. And they would hang out. <laughs> <laughs> and so Jimmy, Jimmy answers the phone apparently one night and it's a young girl calling and says, is this Bob? And he says, no, who's this? And and, uh, and then she says, this is Bob or something. he told me the story. And so she comes over. He, he convinces her he is me and gets her to come over and, and they have a, a liaison, let's say. Right? Uh, and so, All right. so, so th- the girl was underage and, and, and her parents mm. found out and then he had impersonated me. So they were looking for me, <laughs> like the, the, the West Hollywood sheriffs. Right. And, and <laughs> it was me. And I was like, I came home and then the police were at my house and they. Was that their house on Fountain? Whose house was that? Yeah, the house on Fountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? They didn't arrest me. They wanted to question me and they took me to West Hollywood. And I was like, what's going on? And they're like, you know, we have accusations against you and we just want to get your statements. And I was like, I just got (laughs) home last night. I've been in L.A. for like two months. Uh-huh. the like,
2: story. Tell it to the judge.
0: <laughs> and then I, as soon as they told me what had happened, I knew that Jimmy did it. <laughs> uh-huh. And then such a typical top Jimmy, like chaos. And I come to him and I go, dude, what are you doing? And he goes, what? And I go, I got just got taken to West Hollywood for four hours. Because it's uh, something uh, you uh, did. Uh, and he goes, I didn't do anything. What are you talking of about? Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> of course. He never admitted to anything.
1: <laughs> so, Gil, I want to get, like, I want to go back. Like, did you know, how did you meet Top Jimmy? And did you know him when he was at Top Taco?
2: No, no. Actually, I had heard of, of uh, Top Taco Jimmy. I do friends my mine would tell him. But, no, I didn't know any of the motherfuckers. So, uh, I, uh. I was trying to play in bands. I remember the Recycler. That's where you put yeah. your fucking ad, and I, you know, and I put an ad in there because I, I was at that fucking studio we were talking about, the Fortress, and I was going to meet some band and uh, try out, right? And I don't know it was fucking glam rock. I don't know what the fuck. I show up. And they didn't even let me unload my shit. They took a look at me. And they said, oh, no, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, so I go home and I'm pissed off, man. I write a fucking ad. And I remember it said, manic bassist seeks, ear-busting, big city, rock band, no stars or wimps, slobs accepted. Or slobs, <laughs> slobs welcome. And, and, and Carlos answered it. Uh, so Carlos really? answered it. Yeah, Carlos answered the ad, and the great, and the I great
0: went, Carlos Guitarlos The I went over side to, man his, to Top to uh, top Jimmy. The
2: animal. I uh, uh <laughs> I <laughs> went over <laughs> to his pad in in uh, Cypress Park, and we started playing. And uh, you know, we just stuck together for a while, and we did our first gig. I think it was Christmas Eve at the Hong Kong Cafe. Oh, huh. uh, fuck, what was With it? With Carlos? I, I, Carlos
0: was singing, not Jimmy?
2: No, no, that's when I first met Jimmy. Jimmy was in Las Vegas uh, cooking bacon at the uh, at some casino that got blown up. It had a big tower. They, I, they, the they, MGM. They got, uh, the MGM. No, 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 no. It was uh, some other one. It was like a space needle kind of joint. Anyway, whatever. So here comes Jimmy. You know, like it was. I'm standing on North Broadway right there by the Phoenix Bakery, the alley. So you go in the back way at the Hong Kong, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, and here comes Jimmy with this. Uh, that I don't know if you guys. You might remember Bobby had a brown satchel. He travel around with old leather thing, like a doctor bag kind of thing. But okay. anyway, here he comes. So I met him right then. And then uh, other way. Here comes Steve Berlin. First time I met him, and we go upstairs, and uh, it was a big party. Well, it was Christmas Eve. They were passing around that wolf A bunch of extras there, the John Z and all them are out there. The blasters are there. So the band is me. Uh, we're all switching off. Even Brendan was there playing trumpets. A lot of Quaaludes. A lot of I W Harper. A lot of. Uh, Eggnog, that's the Wolfnog, uh, Eggnog with uh, I.W. Harper. I remember Brendan, <laughs> Brendan was playing his trumpet and just passed out forward, blam, on his face, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of casualties.
0: Who was drumming? Who was drumming? Lee,
2: Lee Ving was playing uh, 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 harmonica. Uh, oh I guess God. DJ was playing drums, yeah. Uh, Okay, DJ, DJ, Everybody everybody's up there, all switching out and shit. That was the first like rhythm. That's a so what what songs?
0: What songs that the rhythm pigs were famous for? Did you? How? So I can tell you your set list. It's like Pigfoot Shuffle, the instrumental, then dance, dance, dance. Carlos
2: learned that. Me and Carlos learned that at his house. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, so.
0: And then how I did mean, how did Jimmy write? Did Carlos write the words? Was to dance dance, dance dance, dance with the baby around around. That was down at my house? To- that,
2: that, that was down at my mom's house, right? And uh, uh, remember the garage? And Jimmy lived in the garage, and we had it open. Yeah. yeah like, and we, so uh, that's where they were Oh no, I think that was for a backroom blues. They were working on the thing there, but yeah. Yeah, they're tossing around words, you know, and and then Jimmy came up with Here Comes Johnny and Exit Doe, you know, whatever. But yeah, you
0: know. And then how did you choose the songs that would be your staples that you would play literally every night for eight years, nine years? So, Working Man Blues, whose idea was that to cover that? Well, it's
2: Jimmy's. Uh, you know, he wanted to do a Merle Haggard song, so uh, but we did it in, you know, a little bit up. Well, we did everything a little twisted, you know? We
0: did everything up.
2: But, uh, so, uh, yeah, but it worked out good, all the, all the shit. I mean, you know, it, it was kind of phenomena for us to on the bills that we were, because we were pretty different. We played a pretty wide spectrum of music, if you think about it, you know? Right, I mean, from uh, Howlin' Wolf to Earl Haggard to uh, uh, what's that one he always did the busted in Austin song. That's
0: uh, busted in Austin. Yeah, what well, 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 was that? I got seven, nine, audition. seven. What is that song? It's Johnny Paycheck, Eleven, isn't
2: it? Eleven twenty-nine is the real titles that it. it's uh but it's, it's johnny paycheck
0: 20s. isn't it johnny
2: paycheck that's what i'm trying to think of yeah, yeah Johnny paycheck 11 yeah 29.
0: that yeah. was just amazing 11 months and
2: 29 days that one's recorded well on the record yeah the, the record is studio i mean people rave about it and shit. i don't even think i have a copy and you gotta get it on the internet and shit, but uh, yeah, the, the the live shit. Psh, I have some old cassettes here, that, you know, that, that uh, like the Starwood or something. Wild man, so it, great. Good stuff, but, uh, a, look,
0: look. Jimmy was right. It was the greatest band I ever saw. That that I just it only lives on in me telling people about it because you can't see it, you can't hear it. It's just. It's like a Los Angeles mythology. It really is. It was you, Gil. You were a part of one of the greatest things I've ever witnessed in my life.
1: Yeah, it was, it was just it was an, was an
0: amazing that. band.
1: There was some sort of magic, yeah. man. Like when it really got going, it was just like a freight train, man. And everybody was just locked in, you know?
2: I was real proud of that, man. I, I still say I've, uh, told, I mean, I've played with a million people since, but, uh, I say that's the only band I've ever been in, uh-huh. because right. so it's like, you know, all you guys have, you, you've had bands where you guys are like brothers, and you live with each other and amongst each other, and that's how all of us were, horseheads, monster, right. pigs, yeah. right. you know, uh, everybody lived together, Graceland, that was Disgraceland, I'm sorry, yeah. Uh Yeah. You know, I was, I was telling my daughter a story about well, this is ninety four playing with this band. I went over there with, I was real proud of the big big festival, three day festival, uh, the Pier Festival in Belgium, and I was so proud. And I, I kicked ass, man! I uh, I jumped off the stage and offered myself to the audience, and I was taken back to the Cafe de Grand because it was a challenge for the audience to get f- us fucked up. And all of us get all fucked up together. And, man, right. pe- people would hand up shit, bottle here, drink this, eat this, whatever. And everybody would do it. That <laughs> yeah, was crazy, right. man. You know? That's just well, well, I, I can here, I can here's the thing. Remember, I can,
0: I can, I can, I can well, remember you pounding gotta, a quarter of, of Jim Beam. How old are you?
2: I can how remember confounding a court of Jim Beam with Jimmy, both of us having a court each before the gig, you know. So, <laughs> that's
0: that's, the, pogs. Shit, that's the pogs. That's the pogs before the pogues. How old are you, Gil? I, I, you're older, 65. you're four years older than, how much? Sixty-five. Okay, so you're six years older than me. Can you imagine? So you were twenty-five then. Yeah. You were twenty-five. I was nineteen. You know yeah. what that was like for me to stand? Yeah. I used to st- always stand on the stage right, right? We're show business people, stage right, because you could walk around away from the bar and stand over there, right? And yeah. and I, I could, so I could look at you guys or I could look at the audience. And you look in the audience and you got all the guys in fear John and X Scene, you got John Belushi, you got Tom Waits. You got David Lee Roth in an audience in a basement in Hollywood on a Monday night Plasmatics came watching- down there
2: when I was in New yeah. York uh, and I met them, the Plasmatics, and they came to the show too.
0: And just like the uh, people amazing. that were in that basement, that basement was a magical, magical thing. The only thing that 90% of the people listening to this are going to realize is David Lee Roth wrote a song <laughs> about watching Top Jimmy and the Rhythm Pigs. I mean that's yeah, yeah. that's amazing. I mean, think about that. And Eddie Van Halen just died a couple months ago. It's just so sad. But you can actually go on. Go, you can go on your whatever streaming that Spotify or Amazon or Apple, and right now you can Google Top Jimmy Van Halen, and you can hear a song about watching the greatest band that no one ever heard of.
1: And, Van well, and, and then he,
2: he got, you know, he got all kind of connected, too, because Jimmy took him over to the zero. And, you know, all the parties we had back then when well, that shit yeah. happened. And then uh, and then all the circumstantial uh, shit. Remember the little kid Beto that would come play with us sometimes? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, a- he grew up. And he was the he was the kid on Hots for Teacher. He was Eddie Van Halen in that video. Uh, so yeah. it was all because <laughs> of that. Kid. No, <laughs> no, no. You look at that Hots for Teacher video, and that's him. And he came from playing with us and David seeing him and whatever. Right? Yeah, it's crazy shit, man. I, I dug it.
0: And we're still alive, and we're still. Uh,
1: I'm still kicking. <laughs> you know, me and Bob, kicking. me and Bob talk about this all the time. Like it. it, it you think about it like some of us, some of us didn't make it but not yeah. really that many there wasn't there wasn't really uh oh, it's amount not like now you, it's like not now, like now, now kids now kids just...
0: dropping like flies every day hey gil do you know that 200 kids die every day of drugs in america 200 it's going to be 100,000 people are going to die of drugs this year when we're, with the years we're talking about 80 81 82 83 that number was like 3000 yeah, think and, about and, that. From three thousand to a hundred thousand, and nobody was hard charging harder than than us. No one. The, like, uh, and and we're all alive. Well, you know, you alive. know,
2: that's a big thing of it too, though. You know, a lot of this shit like fentanyl. Man, one bad move Crazy. with fentanyl, an initial bad move with fentanyl, you're gone, man. You're gone. There's no doubt about There's it. No you know? so, how about so, this?
0: You can be gone. Here's how crazy fentanyl is. You can be gone with somebody sitting right next to you with Narcan, and they can shoot it up in you perfectly, and you're still gone. That's uh, how powerful fentanyl is.
1: Narcan. Narcan can't
0: knock it out.
1: Yeah, Narcan's a... a uh, I had a
2: surgery about a year ago. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the do you have anything for pain? Or do you want something for pain? I go, what do you got? They go... Okay. <laughs> title in all three and uh, I go I go well you can keep that you know and, uh, I go what else and then she goes like straight to morphine right morphine and I go holy fuck well I don't want to say yes to that because then they're not going to hook me up later or something you know, like, Oh no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I said well what's next and then she says fentanyl I go, holy <laughs> fuck! I go, I'll try that. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was real smooth and shit, but yeah, I could you know see how there could be trouble with it, you
0: know. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I can see how there'd be a little trouble, a trouble with that yeah. stuff. So yeah, oh, That's man. So great well, when I got
2: that motorcycle wreck, they were they were pretty generous there at the county for me, man. They knew I was fucked up and. The dude, uh, they were hit even, me, with, did, they were hitting me
0: with. morphine and, and uh, uh, Demerol. Demerol. Demerol shots uh, and morphine
2: drip. It, 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 yeah, yeah, and then, I wanted more, and the dude, the doctor goes, but, uh, Man, you "Wait, I want ask a qu- right now. What, what?
0: Am I wrong in thinking that you and Keith were in the county USC hospital at the same time?" His, when he broke his back. Sure, I
2: sure, I sure wouldn't know. I wasn't. I was bedridden, man. Fuck, I couldn't move. I didn't know. Could have been? I don't know. It was uh, December '82. Is when I was in there.
0: Oh no, yeah. he was in there after that. Uh-huh. So he, you know, the story of him. We go to that. Remember when they used to have those concerts in downtown LA, and James Brown would play, and Minutemen would play, and I was the bands there. bands played there for a couple of years. So yeah. all drunk like at three in the afternoon drank half a bottle of jack daniels and that he gets up on stage with the with the la raiders cheerleaders and starts dancing in their routine and i'm trying to get him off and the cops come come chasing him uh you know they're like they're gonna arrest him and He's running back and forth on the stage hiding behind the cheerleaders and he got up on that and big he wall just, then he just jumped over the back cement wall that he thought led to some ivy or something, and it led to the under ramp down to to like Broadway. He like jumped right off a fucking cliff onto the cement below. Like uh, and he broke his remember. back. And then he was in County USC for like months. And he was like, trying, hey, he, he was trying
1: to incite a riot pretty much, man. He was like, come on. Well, he we was, was just dancing <laughs> with the cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah, but he was telling everybody. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, crazy, it was, it was crazy. So well, we're all
0: alive. Keith's alive. Gil T's alive. Mike Mart's alive. I'm alive. Yep, we're alive. And, I, and it's and it's and and I meet you know dozens of people every year that were, went to the cafe that lived our kind of lives and they're alive and they got kids and they got grandkids. So my theme, Gil, is a lot of things about drugs and AA and sobriety is all doom and gloom. Like we had a great fun time, it was dangerous, most of us survived, transcended, and overcame. And instead of focusing on Darby Crash and Jimmy and Jeffrey and the and the handful or dozen people that died of drugs, I'm looking at that generation that I grew up in and we're all alive. I, I Flea just texted me just now. We're in a we're in a fantasy league basketball tournament. Like <laughs> Flea's alive, Anthony's alive. Um, you know smog's alive like everybody everybody that you thought you know was going to die is alive except for a handful of people and look at it this way Duce, El Duce got hit by a train how that yeah. happened I don't even know Jimmy died on, on the litter- tracks is what I heard
2: and, and uh yeah, that was just before falling asleep on a barbecue grill yeah, that was bad news man
0: Jimmy didn't die of a drug overdose. He died of liver-related diseases. Is what I when I saw him, that was towards the end, and it was obvious. And, and same
1: with Jeffrey. He had, same and with Jeff. same
0: with Jeffrey. Mike Mike took Jeffrey back and forth to the hospital for a year. Yeah, it was liver things. People didn't die of drug overdoses. Darby Crash did it on purpose. Yeah, like so. This idea yeah. that so I have this feeling that. Since everybody was told in our generation, you're going to die, you're going to die, and then none of us died, then now when we're trying to tell kids you're going to die, it's the leading cause of death. If you're 18 to, t- to 24 years old, drug overdose is the leading cause of death. And now we just sound like the same people that were 40 years ago telling you, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, when actually they are going to die. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. And so that's why we try to have this podcast. Like I started doing this with kids, Gil, about 10 years ago when the fentanyl started coming around and the 80 milligram Oxycontins kids that I was counseling, I would, you know, I, I would see them. I would, you know, they'd be in a group on a Tuesday, then they would discharge and they'd be dead by the next Tuesday. Then I started seeing it over over again. So I started telling kids, I'd hug them and tell them. And I started saying it just to, bluntly say it in their faces like Jimmy used to say blunt shit to me um don't die I would just say don't die you know be careful don't die you can die from this shit don't die and that led to uh, this podcast and that led to other movements there's a don't die movement in Wisconsin there's a don't die movement in Sacramento there's a don't die movement in where where does the new where's the new don't die North Carolina uh, North Carolina, want to shout out to them. Like, and it just started to catch on. This idea of like, hey, we love you. You just don't die. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you not to do dope. I'm not going to tell you not to drink. I'm not. I'm not a moral crusader. Just don't die. Yeah, and because everyone I grew up with didn't die, and look at us. We're laughing forty years later, Gil. About well, you know, you know, there home. was
1: a
2: phenomenon, though. I got to say, you know, and I think this is part of the. Young people that would die with such potent drugs, and uh, as a, a, a glamorization of it and an adventure of it, and and being a novice about it because that did happen. The same thing happened the quick starters and quick dyers did happen when we were in the 80s, the Raji's days, like, like, like Scott Morrow thing yeah. you know yeah and you a couple it. other guys it went quick man they were into it and they were dead
0: but uh well, it's been great to talk
1: to you Gil.
2: Yeah, yeah, man. I'm glad it's only been a couple of
1: decades or something, but you, you guys still sound the same. Hey, man. Well, thanks for catching up with thanks us. Thanks
0: for coming on here, Gil. Yeah, well, I'll be in Austin right after the COVID goes away. I'll be in Austin. Thanks for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't die. Don't die. Uh, Don't die everybody. I'm trying not, Don't Jesus. die. Jesus. All right, Gil. See you later, okay. brother. Later. That's the goal. Good night. Uh, bye, bye-bye. bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.